0: Welcome back to another episode of Talking Tolkien. Today we're discussing chapter 8 of Book Two of the Two Towers, The Stairs of Kirth Ungal. So as always, Katie's gonna start us off with today Middle Earth and Elvish Word of the Day. We're gonna swing over to Chase for a quick recap of the events from last week's reading and spend the bulk of this episode talking about what we read this week. Once again, that's chapter eight of book two of the two towers, the stairs of Kirth Ungal. At the end, we'll review our favorites as always, both from the text and from the past week of our lives. I am John. I am Katie. And I am
1: Lieutenant Chase Smith.
0: (laughs) That came because we were literally just talking about Star Trek. Chase, if you're anybody, (laughs) you're Wesley. No. No.
1: I was hoping for Jordy. (laughs) We had this discussion because we were watching about the Star Trek this past weekend. I had a feeling I'd be in command. (laughs) Don't know why.
0: I want to be Garrick because I'm duplicitous and also like clothes. Hmm. I know it's not a good thing to be duplicitous. I just like bones. Garrick is the best character in all of Star Trek, but that's an issue for another podcast. Katie, today is Thursday, May 12th. You want to take us away?
2: Indeed. So uh, on this actual day, not a whole lot was happening, uh, but I will tell you some things this past week. a kind of fun little two days back to back here. So on May 8th, in the year 2942, Gandalf and Bilbo... Are Again, they're on their way home from the adventure, uh, and they're leaving Rivendell for Hobbiton. Now, the next day, May 9th, uh, in the year 2941, so a year previously, uh, Bilbo's little adventure that he had set off on was already beginning to get kind of uh, not so much fun for him. So, I don't know, it's just kind of a a fun little, uh, like... Relation of dates in a year and how oh, how the times changed for our friend Bilbo.
1: Is this where we got the adventures aren't pony rides in
0: May? <laughs> adventures aren't all thing? pony rides
2: in May. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yep. All right. Well, and on with that. What is our Elvish word today? So
2: today I chose um, actually sort of a combination of words. Uh, I chose the <laughs> string of words uh Anthanath I think that I'm pronouncing that
1: Anthanath, <laughs> Is that was is that anywhere near An-than-noth?
2: An-than-noth. And that is in Sindarin it is a group of words that means the gift of words oh. uh which is a mode of verse and song among the elves of Beleriand
0: So it's like poetry
2: Yeah, kind of. Yeah.
0: It's like slam poetry for elves. <laughs> no. All right. Well, Chase, you want to catch us up on what we talked about last week?
1: Yes. <laughs> Frodo, Sam, and Gollum got to a crossroads. That, that's it. That's it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Last week's reading was a was a little light. There were some
1: beautiful descriptions of the landscape, but that's it.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, and we also had that uh, neat little encounter with a a statue, a graffitied statue.
1: Yes, At with a line of flowers growing across its head like a crown. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Well, everything else oh, was. it's
0: decapitated head explicitly. Yeah, it was decapitated head.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh... And we said goodbye to Faramir. Yep. That's it. That's it.
0: <laughs> Pretty much. Not a lot happened last week. This week is far
1: more action packed. Kind of. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Well, since you sound so excited about it, how about you start us off?
1: They left the crossroads.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So
2: basically, we, <laughs> we uh, you know, as, as we have for so long, we jump right in, kind of right where we left off. And the hobbits were still sort of staring at and contemplating at this statue. And Gollum is kind of dragging them away. Okay, now we need to leave. We, we need to go. We don't have time to sit here and, and, and ponder.
1: Especially since we're going to be passing very close to Menace Morgul.
0: <clears throat> right. I kind of imagined Gollum as you know when you're like a kid and you're on a road trip and your folks want to stop at some historical site and it's like so bad and boring (laughs) and you as the child are just like so eager it's like let's go come on we gotta go you act like it's life and death yes kind that's kind of how I pictured Gollum
2: (laughs) yeah um so yeah Gollum drags them away from this statue and takes them again we're going on this southward road and uh. They come into the Valley of Minas Morgul, the the
1: the the, the and, and the Valley of like Nazgul, basically. Yeah, yeah,
2: and, yeah. And there's this really great description um, of the tower uh, as they look onto it, and I really really like some of the words wording that's used, um, talking about like the cold light. Um, Uh, So, okay, so they're they're looking at the Tower of Minas Morgul, and uh, it says, All was dark about it, earth and sky, but it was lit with light. Not the imprisoned moonlight welling through the marble walls of Minas Ethel long ago, Tower of the Moon, fair and radiant in the hollow of the hills. Paler indeed than the moon, ailing in some slow eclipse, was the light of it now, wavering and blowing like a noisome exhalation of decay. A corpse light, a light that illuminated nothing. I just think that is so great.
1: It's almost like if a if a if a light could be like the severe dark gray, it's almost like what it is.
2: Yeah, and that continues throughout this chapter. Kind of the weird, strange, cold light uh, of this place.
1: Well, there's a lot of references to light actually in this mm-hmm. chapter. For mm-hmm. for a chapter that is kind of devoid of light, there's a lot of like descriptions of it along the edges
0: mm-hmm. yeah well um i mean it's the location is devoid of light but the chapter is not
2: yeah yeah exactly uh, uh, I see. What and you so
0: there. yeah and so it's like a quick kind of reminder you know they're passing now minas morgul which used to be Minas ethel tower of the moon um and it was one of the Gondorian cities that was, fa- or Numenorian, and then kind of Gondorian that was founded by, uh, oh, Isildur and Anarion. Who was the third one, Katie? Was what do third you mean one? the third Alan- one? Wait, Isildur and Anarion Is it- are the
2: sons of of Elendil, Elendil right? Yes.
0: Yeah. So Elendil <laughs> basically had his 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 keep at at Asgiliath. Isildur was at Menace Ethel Oh gosh I
2: never remember remember. this
0: Well one was at one and one was at the other And so like the dad was in the middle And then the brothers were like you know in their own Little tower cities and then Menace Ethel was you know corrupted and became Menace Morgul but initially the placement Of the city was to keep a watchful Eye over uh, Mordor Right
1: What's interesting is how like So now the three cities aren't that far away from each other in the great, in the grand scheme of things, they're not too far from each other. Are they almost like in a straight line? You
0: didn't pull up a map. Well, I didn't pull up a map. Well, Sorry, we keep asking kind of these questions you, we, that require research. Sorry. That's what we covered. That's what we covered last week with all the detailed geography. It's basically a line between Minas Ethel, Asgiliath, and Minas and the crossroads. That we had was between Osgiliath and Minas Ethel, with the uh, old road that ran north-south by the border of Mordor, or the border of Mordor. Oh, don't keep up the joke from a weeks ago. Yeah, no. don't do that again.
2: Uh, um, I do what I want. <laughs> so anyway, they're they're kind of all, uh, uh once again, sort of s- staring in awe and also in kind of horror at at this site. Um, and, you know, once again, Gollum tries to pull them away, pull them on. We need to go. We need to move. Uh, but Frodo is really strangely drawn to this tower.
1: Yeah, almost like he's in a trance. Yeah,
2: and uh, again, sort of against his own will. Um, but Gollum manages to pull him away. And Sam does too. And uh, Indeed, like, Frodo... Uh, approaches the bridge and almost seems to like go go towards the edge of it and want to fall off and Sam kind of pulls him back.
1: It's like this... Uh, it's also... I mean, as a reader, mm-hmm. it happens kind of suddenly to the mm-hmm. point where it's just like all of a sudden Frodo starting to walk towards it and they're like wait what like you're like no come back don't what are you yeah, doing yeah you're, you're, you're reacting as well like that
2: it's jarring it is um but they they continue on and the road of course is very difficult and the 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 whole place continues to be oppressive and there's this weird kind of stench and strange feel in the air and it makes it kind of hard to breathe they finally after you know a couple of times of Frodo wanting to stop and rest they 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 manage to start get moving again when suddenly Minas Morgul kind of has this great rumbling that begins and like a huge crash of like this thunder and this strange red flash of light and uh this rumbling starts and continues and grows louder and then they see just streaming forth out of it this vast army yeah such as has not come out of this place since the time of Isildur
0: well it, n- not only was it that ha- an army of this size had not come out since this time of Isildur it was that this wasn't even an outstanding size of an army mm-hmm. to be coming out at you know, nowadays so it's like this size army had not been seen in over 2,000 years, and now over the past few months, this is like a regular size army. Yeah, so it's not even like the biggest army ever. It's like all of the armies now are huge. Yeah,
2: and the, I I also really like some of the words that are used at, in at, at, in this bit because there there's a rending screech shivering mm. and a piercing pitch. And these kind of, I don't know the the sounds of those words match so well, because then what do we see this
1: horseman? One of the, not, not just, not just, not just, just any, not just any, mm-hmm. but the, the leader, the yeah. top one, the number one, one of nine.
0: One, one quick note I wanted to discuss before I let it pass is just a, uh, you know, you mentioned Katie that Frodo is getting tired, and he just he said weariness more than weariness op- oppressed him. It seemed as if a heavy spell was laid on his mind and body. I must rest. I just really liked the phrasing weariness and more than weariness. Mm-hmm. But then, yes, he sees someone, uh, one of the nine. It, it, if you remember, uh, there's a leader, and the leader had a sword, and the sword went into Frodo's shoulder. And... Yeah, and so Frodo,
2: seeing this dark horseman come out and kind of leading this cavalry, um, feels a pain in uh, his somewhat healed wound from Weathertop, and knows that this is this is the Lord of the Nazgul.
1: Yeah, it's a just... and. It's a sk- searing, screaming pain, I imagine, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I bet it's a pain that matches the sound of this thing.
0: Yeah. Oh, I can make the sound again. No, no please don't. No. It hurts so bad. No. <laughs> um, I wasn't going to. Yeah, so just... two things then. Two things happen at the same time. We should ooh, we should offer a perk on our, our Patreon where I will record a Nazgul Screech ringtone. <laughs> or if, just send a video of a Pekingese screaming. If uh who would want that anyway two things happen at the same time one he stops yeah the 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 the, the nazgul stops starts looking as if he senses something mm-hmm. uh and two frodo finds for the first time in quite a long time that he is being super drawn to put the ring on exactly
2: but- he hasn't been this tempted by it in a very long while
0: But it says, okay, I love this. He felt more urgent than the pressure was. Um, Sorry, no, I skipped a line. But great as the ring would only betray him and that he had not, even if he put it on the power to face the Morgul King, not yet, there was no longer any answer to that command. Wait, no, I just, I said I skipped a line and then I skipped two lines. Uh Long story short, I'm not going to read this out because I apparently can't read anymore. Um, (laughs) It says that Frodo felt the pressure to put the ring on, but for the first time he also felt that he needed to resist that.
2: Exactly. Uh, Frodo willfully resists um and instead reaches for remember this gift that he had been given by Galadriel. He has this file. Uh, the The right? light
1: of Elent Elenthiel El
2: <laughs> Erendel. Erendel, okay.
1: <laughs> what was I trying to say?
2: <laughs> You're trying to say Elendel. And they're very yeah, yeah they, they they yeah. No, they're different no, people. No. <laughs> um, yeah. So Frodo, instead, reaches for this this file of this light of Eärendil, and he he also he he had almost forgotten it actually. Uh, i forgot
1: about it. Yeah. I mean, no. I feel like that was a little touch in there to throw at him, like, oh yeah, I remember this thing? Oh yeah, yeah I do remember.
2: This well, thing. yeah, you know, we 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 have forgotten about it because Frodo has forgotten about it as well, um, and it comforts him, and. Uh, the Ring Wraith, you know, had had been kind of pausing here and sort of looking at the head turning back and forth as if he's looking for something. And uh, the Ring Wraith now at this time moves on.
0: Yes. And I will say at first I wanted to talk about this moment right now. But I forgot what happens later on in this chapter when it's super <laughs> more relevant to talk about that. So yeah. Yeah. Moving Right Along, which is the (laughs) best song from the Muppet movie, but I'm not going to subject you for singing. (laughs) Uh, Me singing is the early stages of this podcast. (laughs) I will say it's really funny because a lot of people fill out the survey, which if you listener have not yet filled out the survey, please do. TalkingTolkien.com slash survey. Thank you. A lot of people (laughs) fill out the survey when we first like mention it because I started from the beginning of the show. And then we mentioned it first during The Hobbit. And so, like, all of their feedback is really, like, specific to what we were doing during The Hobbit. And I feel like it's mostly issues that we've, you know, solved and we've, you know, really improved on. So it's kind of like, it's a little funny and a little frustrating to read that. Because I'm like, no, you know, wait, we fixed that. I promise. We, we got yeah, better. The quality gets better. We all get mics. Thank you. And John doesn't sing nearly as often. <laughs> I should make a podcast just for, no. Anyway.
2: But anyway um so you know this this moment this horrible tense moment with the lord of the nazgul has passed but frodo instantly is very burdened and 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 worried and he instantly thinks of faramir he says this you know this huge army is spilling out of here now how is faramir going to fare against this and and frodo immediately thinks you know, he he he's he blames himself for having taken too long. He says it's too late. There's no way that any of this is going to happen. I'm you know I'm I have failed, and it's too late for me to complete uh, my my mission.
1: That that's the ring talking. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's the ring talking, man. Have,
2: have heart, Frodo. <laughs>
1: Why he's got sam there <laughs> that's exactly that's why he's got sam there
2: and and sure enough yeah sam urges him to get up and move well, well, on
0: frodo is kind of collapsing at this point well and what i loved about this is it says wake up mr frodo wake up had the voice added your breakfast is ready he would hardly have been surprised certainly yeah. Sam was urgent wake up mr frodo i just love that little bit about the breakfast Sorry, i know the more we go on the more i just love like hobbits being hobbits
2: just little touches here and there. And again, I, I think those are so uh, important to remember, too. Uh, as, you know, so our hobbits, there's this great moment of despair for Frodo. And then, yeah, he has this little uh, spark in his mind. He hears Sam saying, wake up, Mr. Frodo, and thinks, oh, if only he was calling for breakfast, we would, <laughs> we would be at home. But no, we're not at home right now. We're not but, that, home. but that little spark of, of home, I think, is, mm. is, is, is helpful.
1: We're in a place full of, like, dark gray light and blackness, and it smells like anchovy farts, so it's, <laughs> it's not a good place to be in. <sighs> on, a, on some stairs that are steep. So, like, there's a great description in there about them being so steep it felt like they were just straight up climbing up the mountain.
2: Yeah, like, like um, as if it's a ladder. Yeah, yes. like it's
1: a ladder. And some of the steps are crumbling mm-hmm. to under the, and, and some crumble while they're
2: standing on them. And yeah, and some of them are like worn so smoothly that they're slippery. Like you you can you can totally feel this, I so, think anyway. So
0: speaking, speaking of steps that are worn so smoothly, they're slippery, <laughs> uh, yesterday, so I live on the side of a hill and I have to walk down this kind of six flight public staircase to get to the subway and it was really rainy yesterday and I slipped on a slippery stair and... Fell, ended up writing down the stairs on my butt so I can empathize empathize with them. That's not where I thought you were going to go with that. Me neither. I I was actually originally going to go, like, if you've ever been to Europe and walked in a cathedral, like, all of the marble steps, (laughs) because marble is a fairly soft stone, are super worn down. And it's like that. And it's really uncomfortable to walk on.
2: I was just going to make a um, reference to the uh, Basilica, Basilica Saint-Michel. Because, yeah, oh, yes. you can walk up that winding, winding stair
1: well, or, or, or where my mind went to, which was in Rome when I was walking on the steps inside the Coliseum. And some guy was like, oh, those worn steps are standing right now. They're like 400 years old. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, these steps built for tourists is older than my country that I am from and was born in. Interesting. Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
2: And yeah, 400 years of people have walked up and down them. Uh, you know
0: i've walked up and down a lot of roman steps and they were a lot hardier than our steps are they did not have the same uh planning regulations (laughs) anyway so after a while they get to the top of what they think is the top of the steps but it's really just a passage Mm -hmm. and i love this bit it says the passage seemed to go on for miles and always the chill air flowed over them rising as they went on to a bitter wind The mountains seem to be trying with their deadly breath to daunt them, turn them back from the secrets of the high places, or to blow them away into the darkness behind.
1: So this kind of confused me. So it's not like, this isn't like a passageway into the mountain. This isn't like a cave. This is like, we're at like a corner and edge where mountains are kind of like coming close to each other. It's up. Okay, well, yeah, up, Mm -hmm. but...
0: This is just kind of a passage to the next part of the stairs. They just completed the straight stairs okay. and now they have to do the winding, the winding stairs. So this stairs, entire yeah.
1: section, they just, they're on the stairs. Yep.
0: Okay. Yep. Uh, for
1: some reason, my brain went to like, that they were like on some, like, they were like in almost like a tunnel.
2: Not yet. Because so Gollum, remember Gollum tells them they have the straight stair and then the winding stair. And then after that, they have to get to a tunnel.
1: And the, stairs and the, <laughs> the, the oblong more, stairs. The oblong the, stairs. The thousand <laughs> stairs
2: but but yeah it's 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 truly dizzying um the 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 height and the atmosphere and Fro- like frodo looks down and remarks that they're above the tower of minas morgul
1: oh that'd be i could just only it's, imagine it's drippy yeah
0: right uh yeah and it's and... well there are there... There's this great detail, like everything is is black, and they can't tell when it is. But periodically, there's a flash of red in the distance, and they can see the the forms of the mountains reaching up around them.
2: Yeah.
1: This made me think back to when I was reading this; my skin was kind of crawling. Like from a like, I'm not afraid of heights, but for some something about this chapter kind of set me off.
2: Well, I think I think it's because of just the way that the atmosphere is. It's uh, so precarious, yeah, in nature. Like you, do, you don't you don't feel. Um, they, they don't they don't feel safe and for a while well, for a while there's you know walls on either side of them but then they get to that point where the wall on their right hand side is kind of back, gone away yeah. so yeah that's it's uh, it's not a safe feeling it's a precarious feeling and uh, so after a while Gollum leads them uh, into this kind of little corner to to have a rest and uh, the hobbits eat some food they have some. Of food that left over from what uh, Faramir had given them from yes. Gondor, and they eat a little bit of the lembas that they still have from the elves. Um, and they're talking about whether there's water, whether it's safe to drink.
1: It's definitely not safe to drink.
2: It, yeah, is you know, is this from out from out of the Morgul Vale, which Faramir told us not to drink, or is there even water flowing here? Um, and then they move on to a really wonderful discussion. And this, I think John is the light to which you were referring earlier, um,
0: about sort of old songs and and tales. Yes. Well, so I went from having one flag approximately every two pages of this chapter (laughs) to having seven flags on two pages. Yeah.
2: This is a really, really lovely conversation.
0: So it starts off with them having this, this, Dinner, and Sam is just kind of talking about, you know, is there water? Blah blah blah, and he's you know Sam says, faramir told us not to drink any, any water in Morgul, and then because I love pedantry, uh, Frodo was super pedantic <laughs> and said, "No water flowing out of Emolad Morgul." Were his words said, Frodo? We are not in that valley now, and if we came on a spring, it would be flowing into it <laughs> and not out of it. <laughs> Yeah, so
2: Frodo's Um, kind of being a smarty.
0: (laughs) And then this is when we get to this lovely conversation where Sam says, you know, we shouldn't be here at all if we'd known more about it before we started. But I suppose it's often that way that brave things in the old tales and songs, Mr. Frodo, adventures as I used to call them. And then it turns to him talking about adventures and how they're always unexpected. But when you read a book, you expect it. And, and in life, you don't. And yeah. he said, you know, just like old Mr. Bilbo. And
2: the char- and then he talks about kind of the characters in the adventures. And do they know that they're in an adventure? But you don't want them to know how it's going to end, even if it's a happy one or a sad one. Um, yeah.
0: Well. It was, was Frodo who made that point. You may know or guess what kind of a tale it is, happy ending or sad ending, but the people in it don't know and you don't want them to. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't help but think that this is really a lot of kind of uh, meta narrative of, you know, kind of Tolkien teasing us right now because this is really the darkest point in the book that we've gotten Absolutely. to. Absolutely. And, and so here we have him saying, like, I know this is tough, but I'm not going to give it away because I want to, like, bring you along on this journey. Yep. Um, yeah. And then we get to the best part ever. And I'm sorry, I have to read this everything. So in response to that, Sam says, no, of course not. Baron now. He never thought he was going to get the Silmaril from the Iron Crown in Thangorodram. And yet he did. And that was a worse place and a blacker danger than ours. But that's a long tale, of course. And that goes on past the happiness and into grief and beyond it. And the Silmaril went on and came to Erundel. And why, sir? I never thought of that before. We've got, you've got some of the light of it in that star glass that the lady gave you why to think of it we're in the same tale still it's going on doesn't the oh don't the great tales never end
2: yeah that this is that's
0: that that's my favorite part in lord of the rings
2: (laughs) (laughs) this yeah no this this conversation is pure gold um and it yeah totally i think so this this little conversation is the bit of light in this chapter uh of course referencing kind of It gets even better as well.
1: Can I can I do that part? Yes, yes, please. Because I think what they're talking about because they're talking about like their place within stories. Yeah. Then they start to say, you know,
2: will will we? Where
1: where would we be?
2: Yeah, where would we be? You know, he he says, well, yeah, we are in this story, but will there ever be actual stories that people tell?
1: Like, and like Sam talks about like a kid asking his dad about or his parents about like about Frodo. "Can, Can I hear the story of Frodo and the Ring? And he's like. Yes, that's one of my favorite stories. Frodo was very brave, wasn't he? Yes, my boy, the famous, the most, the fame, the famousest of (laughs) hobbits. And that's saying a lot. And by
0: this Mm -hmm. point, I'm like crying on the train while I'm reading. And then Frodo's more about Sam. And then Frodo's like, yeah, you're forgetting the most important part, which is Sam. And Sam is like, ha ha, Frodo, this is serious. And Frodo's like, I know that's why you're important.
2: Sam the stout hearted.
0: And Frodo he wouldn't
1: have gotten far without Sam.
2: This <laughs> killed me. I, I know. It's just like. this! Uh, uh. Yep. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, I really. Oh, uh, wow. I don't know what else you can really say about this conversation besides it being. Besides like, it
0: being super awkward that they're being like Fred and Sam are the best and save the world blah 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 and Gollum's right there and they're like oh yeah Gollum you're gonna be in the story too <sighs> and then they're cool. actually Gollum isn't right there but they like had this yeah they that's had this true. moment of realization where they're like oh yeah Gollum is part of the story too like that's yeah. what took it out of the took them out of it
2: and then moving on to thinking hey Gollum would you want to be the villain or 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 the hero of the story oh wait where's Gollum
1: is there a spot for the fishies <laughs> yeah um she's out in the big water but
2: and they they of course that then leads on to you know sam immediately kind of thinking oh i i, I don't like when he sneaks away because you know i still don't trust him and once again frodo reminds him we will we have had to trust him thus far and uh Gollum has been a great help to us and um also he doesn't like orcs so you know any enemy of my enemy is my friend. Um and but Sam still is, of course, distrustful of Gollum and and makes a point that he worries that Gollum um may interfere with the ultimate goal of this yeah. of their of their mission.
1: Like that that's the thing he's gonna like, he may not be messing with them now, but he might mess with them when they're, you know, having to climb the mountain or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. So eventually they're going to slip into Mordor. And I, we... Th-
0: Go. Well, okay. So, like, we were so excited to get to this part that we kind of forgot to mention that right before they had this conversation, Frodo notices what looks like a tower a little bit off in the distance. And Frodo is like to Gollum, wait! I thought this was the safe way, but we might be watched. And Gollum's like, well, every path into Mordor is going to be watched, but this is the least likely to be watched, like, or to like to be scrutinized, basically. And who knows? Maybe they're already off at war, you know. So Gollum is being like very, very like shady mm-hmm. with regard to this. So as, then, as they, a Gollum does yeah so then after having like the cutest conversation ever they like fall asleep cuddling like literally they're cuddling it's not I mean it's not like they're like oh I you know need to feel your body it's like Frodo is tired (laughs) and Sam is like sleep you know rest your head in my lap so if Gollum comes back and like tries to disturb us I'll like wake up and you know he can't get to you without disturbing me and so lo and behold that's exactly what happens like Frodo falls asleep and Sam falls asleep and Gollum comes back and Gollum is like trying to
2: well what what happens the way that it's written it's this is really kind of an interesting uh scene here because so Gollum comes and sort of like you know tentatively reaches out um and sort of like touches frodo and um it's described as like almost like a caress sort of and it's very innocent and Gollum is very hesitant and sam wakes up and instantly uh like views it as what's it called like pawing at master or something you know like as if he's trying to a you know cat. find the ring or something oh, yeah, you know yeah. um and you know a- accuses Gollum of, of sneaking and then we have this great Always. bit where Gollum is is offended and sam calls him a sneak and asks him what what were you doing and Gollum replies sneaking, sneaking. <laughs> um, which it's just th- th- this kind of antagon antagonistic uh relationship with Gollum and sam every now and then has just like kind of funny little almost witticisms involved but um you know anyway sam or frodo wakes up and ends the argument uh, ends the two bickering and um at this point frodo kind of gives Gollum a uh an option he says well you know could we find this tunnel on our own if we could, you're free to go if you want Because, you know, Gollum is saying you know, "Well, So I've been leading you all this way I've been so good to you And no food and no drink for me
0: um, What are you Sorry, doing? I just wanted to bring up one point Before we <laughs> go any farther uh, Which is when Frodo was kind of like gingerly I mean, when Gollum was kind of gingerly Pawing at go- uh, Frodo uh, It says for a fleeting moment could one of the sleepers have seen him, they would have thought that they beheld an old weary hobbit shrunken by the years that had carried him far beyond his time, beyond friends and kin, and the fields and streams of youth. An old, starved, pitiable thing.
2: Yeah, exactly. That's the kind of that's it it's described as an innocent kind of thing. Like were you know, were they actually to see this? But that I mean that's it, exactly it would what, not seem suspicious. Yeah,
0: not if Yeah, that's what all Gollum is an old like he starved pitiable hobbit beyond his time and his friends.
2: Yeah. Um But yeah, so uh and uh, as I was saying, so Frodo gives Gollum this, you know, an option. He says, you know, you could you're free to go if you like, and Gollum replies, Well, no, you can't find it on your own. I have to keep I have to take you the whole way.
1: It's almost like this like what's the word? Um, I'm not pushing y'all forward because I'm scheming, but more of like a feeling like a pensive. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Penitent, not, not penitent. Um, apprehensive, like, like I got to do this. Like, almost well, like-
0: I mean, at this moment, Gollum is being very, uh, he's not exactly sh- forthcoming. He- he he knows he knows what Sam thinks of him, and Sam accused him of you know going off and sneaking, and then Sam is like, "What were you doing?" And Gollum is like, "Oh, I was sneaking." Like he's being petulant. He's turning yep. Sam's yeah. words and characterizations against him, and you're not sure if he's doing this because he's annoyed or if he's doing this to kind of like wink at Sam, like, "Ha, you're right." I mean, I'm on the I'm,
1: I'm I mean, I'm not but, necessarily defending Gollum completely. I'm just saying like there's an aspect of him. That seemed because he's kind of this duality to him. Yes, that definitely. Part of him is like I am scheming, and part of him is like going, "You're terrible." No, the thing is,
2: the thing is, is that Sam is not wrong with his whole Slinker and Stinker
1: no scenario, yeah, 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 you
2: know, yeah. or uh, evaluation of Gollum. That's exactly right. Gollum is Gollum is smeagol and Gollum. There are these two kind of entities that are constantly uh, kind of at, at at, at battle with within him and you know we've seen time and again Gollum you know wanting to be good and wanting to be helpful and also Gollum um, wanting what just what he's always wanted wanting to get his hands back on the precious and this is how he can do it. So yeah, we're supposed to feel that way towards Gollum.
0: Yeah, so the chapter really ends with column just being like, you need me. You're not going to get through the tunnel without me. And it's like, uh, what tunnel? What's going on? You know, so. No
1: one said anything about a tunnel.
2: Sure he did. It's after the winding stair.
1: Yep. House of many stairs.
0: <laughs> <sighs> so, yeah. That's that's this chapter. Uh, I very clearly exploded over my favorite moment. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a great moment. I have a feeling we're all gonna be sharing similar aspects of that part.
2: Yeah, my yeah, my favorite part of this chapter is that whole conversation about the 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 stories. Will we be in the stories, and how will they go? But also, you know, not simply for. Uh, what we have already discussed uh in in relation to it but also just because i mean this was again another kind of return of the importance of like song and stories in hobbit culture Um, and i i really like those little tidbits here and there throughout the book that remind you of uh one or another culture
1: i i i i i i have two favorite parts (laughs) Hey, that's my um, job. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the first one is just... I, I like the description of Minas I like that whole that aspect. That was my other favorite part. It's the yeah. most... This is the most sinister thing they've encountered so far in this book. Mm-hmm. That that building. The way it looks. The way it's been bastardized. It's been, like, torn. I mean, I imagine, like... I was even thinking about it while I was reading this. Like, Did they, like... T- Tear aspects of this thing down and rebuild it, or so. like my my imagination, which Tolkien's good about, you know, giving you good descriptions, but not going far enough to where your own is not filling in the gaps. So my imagination was kind of going wild mm-hmm. in that part. <laughs> um, uh, a- and I'm gonna reference the movie real quick. I think gonna go ahead and say that this doesn't come up till Return of the King, the movie. But I think the the way it looks like in Return of the King was pretty. Was pretty good because mm-hmm. I i kind of actually did bring up a picture of that. I don't usually do that. I brought a picture of Ms. Morgul again to remind myself, and I was like, it, it looked pretty good in that movie. Yeah. And then my primary favorite section is just simply uh Frodo couldn't have gotten very far without Sam. Yeah. Just, ah.
2: <laughs> it hits you in the feels. Yes. Pretty hard.
0: All right. Well, any favorites uh, outside of outside of the book? You said you had one. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah well, yeah,
2: okay. Yeah. Um, so, well, I was going to do something lame and just talk about, like, well, it was really nice and sunny out the past it couple of days. Nice it was nice and sunny But it was. Even though, like, I, I don't know. Not in New I... York City. It has been well, awful. Oh, my God. I hate you. <laughs> well, I don't live in New York City, so there. Yeah. Um, uh what what was i saying
1: i was uh, honeysuckle's been blooming it smells like honeysuckle it
2: does smell like honeysuckle although i can't really smell anything right now i don't know if i'm like developing allergies or if i am just having a slight cold or something but no but my actual favorite from this week uh was a, a a tweet that we received hold on um which, and it was something, like, three or four people have tagged me in this thing uh, since it came out. So, have you guys ever heard of Epic Rap Battles? I mean, you probably have.
1: Oh, I did see Ep- this. Epic
2: Rap Battles of History. Ah. So, I used to watch that.
0: Yeah, they had they had ads all, all over the subway, which by principle, I yeah. don't like them. Um,
2: but... but- they're pretty they're pretty clever i've watched several of them over the years and i think they're pretty clever anyway there's one out now that was just released and it's jrr R. tolkien versus george rr R. martin and i haven't watched the entire thing yet um because i don't know i when i saw it i got sidetracked but uh one of our listeners uh tweeted it to me hold on
1: there's just a line in there that up. i liked which was from you go ahead and read that tweet but I had a conversation with that person about that about that rap battle, and I particularly noted Jared Tolkien calling um, calling George R. R. Martin a myopic manatee. Yeah, you that, wouldn't have had any of the stuff if it wasn't for me. I thought yeah, it was pretty
2: good. It was pretty great. Um, so I I, know, I I think it's good. I think those raps are always clever. So I I and again I've only watched like one small snippet of it, but I laughed. I thought it was funny. You know, even even if it's yeah, you know, I I don't know. I guess we never I, I really discussed
1: Game of Thrones on here. Anyway. I well, yeah, I don't, I don't know anything about it. I hate it, so I mean, that's it. That's my <laughs> opinion. <laughs>
2: but anyway, yeah, it's uh, from Ash and Ellen books. Uh, they said, "OMG, I love this talking talking." You'd get it more if you knew Martin, but still funny as hell. Katie, don't kill me. Uh, <laughs> I won't kill you. I think it's funny too. <laughs> so that was my favorite thing from this week.
0: On on the subject of Game of Thrones, then this segues into my favorite thing. Which is, I feel like I'm the only person who pays for HBO and doesn't watch Game of Thrones, but Veep (laughs) is back. Oh my god, I love Veep. It took me a couple weeks to get caught up, but I watched um, all the episodes that are out so far on one block, and I just love that show so much.
1: I had HBO Now just for a short period of time just to watch like The Wire and Veep and not because I watched the first two seasons of Game of Thrones and read the first two books and around that point I was like man I hate this I can't do this anymore (laughs) I actually got into a rant with some people because it was a room full of I'm not gonna get into that. Just basically, I, like, I, 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 I like I ironically like horror movies, and it was just like people were getting onto me for liking horror movies. I'm like, but you guys are like, don't I, I don't know, like, <laughs> don't call me out from my I mean, thing.
0: For me, I don't see the value in even starting it now because so much of it has been spoiled by the entire internet having a convulsion anytime anything happens. Yeah, there you was. Know, this, this I know what a the red there. wedding is. I know what the white wedding is. I know who dies. I, I was going to say, are, I know that everyone dies, <laughs> but I don't want to watch four seasons of a show knowing that so-and-so is going to die in the fourth season, you know, finale or whatever, because like, yeah, it's like somebody spoiled that, uh, I, I'm not even going to repeat the spoiler cause this made me so mad, but that a certain pivotal character dies in breaking bad. And so then I watched the entire like show knowing that that character dies. Like, why do people still post on Facebook? Oh my God, I can't believe they just killed Benny. Like, why do you do that? That is the horrible, awful thing to do. You are a (laughs) bad person if you do that. I'm sorry, this Well, this
1: assumption that everybody's watching the same thing. Or everybody's it watching like... it at
0: the same time. Like, you know, this is the year this is the age of streaming. Like, we watch things on our own time. You need to be respectful. It's totally fine to say, like, oh my God, I can't believe that just happened. Hashtag unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. But don't be like, oh my God, I can't believe Kimmy just killed Jacqueline with a brushed knife. Like, oh, wow. you know?
1: <laughs> well, it's it's funny. That's I think that was an example of when around the time where I stopped caring about spoilers I've actually already spoiled aspects of Captain America Civil War Mm -hmm. because I simply I kind of don't care but there's a big difference I feel like between something you care about like I didn't spoil Star Wars Force Awakens for me because I really wanted to watch the movie when it came out but I kind of put on this air of I don't know whereas um, Batman for Superman I did not want to see that movie so I intentionally spoiled that I I feel bad about this I intentionally spoiled 10 Cloverfield Lane and I actually enjoyed the movie a little bit more because I didn't have this expectation of it being a sequel to Cloverfield anymore.
0: For for whatever reason, you know, people got it with The Force Awakens. Like, everybody was so respectful with regards to spoilers. For yeah. That movie. But I don't understand why people were like, oh, this one deserves me being, you know, respectful. Like, why doesn't everything deserve you being respectful? Like, give people the option to spoil it for themselves. Don't, like, put it on their feed.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, that is a larger issue that I don't know that we can solve on this podcast.
0: No, No. No, and I'm sorry for this like (laughs) random because uh, outburst of mine, but like I'm sure everybody listening agrees with us. So we're preaching to the choir.
1: (laughs) Well, and it was funny because like recently Dark Souls 3 was coming out and it was getting ready to come out. I was watching some video and it started like it was a review showing some of the bosses. I'm like, I actually don't want to see these. I kind of don't want to spoil this. And it was like the first time I was like, I, I, I'm going to turn this off because I kind of want to be not spoiled for this. I want that <laughs> to be a surprise. But
0: uh, yeah, you know, I actually I know, I know did, Quisten- um, did that with that game with the great music that you like on the PlayStation. A Journey? Shadow of the Colossus.
1: Show Shadow of the Colossus, yeah.
0: It's kind of hard.
1: I don't know how you necessarily spoil that game. There
0: was there was one Colossus that I was stuck on. And so I looked up help and it spoiled some of the cutscenes in the later parts of the game. Oh, really. yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh. But Chase... I should... Wait, we, we haven't even gotten to your favorite, Chase, because I just oh. corrupted everything before. Did we?
1: No, I didn't get to say anything. I mean, this this week... Not. I mean, I i think after i think my big thing was the saturday i was cooking something that took me a long time to cook i was making a braised pork ragu that's very good but it took me like several hours to cook so in impromptu became like a three movie marathon (laughs) with um uh, my neighbor my girlfriend we were and me cooking and it was zathura i was looking up on my phone aspects of zathura and i noticed that it was shot by um uh, uh Guillermo Navarro who shot Pacific Rim and we go man I've not seen Pacific Rim in a while so we watched Pacific Rim and then when we watched Pacific Rim we were, I was remembering how Clifton Collins Jr. is this great character actor and I really like him and stuff and I was like hey he was good in that Star Trek movie that came in 2009 so we watched Star Trek 2009 so I guess in the end my thing would be Pacific Rim because <laughs> <laughs> out of all those movies the one that just stands out to me is just like I if you've not watched Pacific Rim there's no other movie that quite pumps me up and <laughs> makes me so happy well, because
0: it's such a it's just
1: it's so awesome and every time like the gypsy danger shows up carrying that tanker and is about to hit a kaiju with (laughs) it it just makes me feel like a 12 year old
2: again that moment was pretty much everything that i wanted from a movie like
0: ever (laughs) yeah but but chase i thought you had a uh, another favorite thing of the week you literally just posted it on facebook oh overwatch no? Oh, my God. You commented... Okay. So, thanks Wait, to the what? Facebook Rewind, I found this amazing photo album of pictures <laughs> that... <laughs> oh, God. Katie and I used to that hang out a at the same spot in the Union in college and just take silly pictures on Photo Booth on my MacBook. Uh, side note, Photo Booth filters are, like, a decade old now. How weird is that? Um, so, yeah. I was going to say, if you don't mind, Katie... I'll, I will post those at talkingtolkien dot com slash goofball. You can, yeah, you can put those on there. Give them <laughs> right. for the world to see. I
1: take it back; then they're my favorite thing <laughs> from this past week.
0: But because Cause... I shared them on Facebook and you commented, Chase, these are my favorite things of the week for talking Tolkien. <laughs> Again, that was more of a joke, but yeah, I mean, oh, it's like wow. it's funny. How old were those? Eight years. Eight years. Eight years, eight years. Eight years
2: old. Oh, god. I
0: that know. was
1: two
0: thousand eight. Wow. So I was, I was at the opera. Seeing the Furung by Mozart, hashtag Steph John says, and I don't know why this specifically came into my mind at the opera, but I realized that I started my senior year of high school like ten years ago this year, and I was like, "No, what? No." Yeah, that. Yeah. Yep.
1: I feel like such a. I feel like such a radically different person than I was then, but I still like the, the same things, which is interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was on a date with a 22 year old, and like this sounds derogative, and it wasn't. We were just or dismissive. Anyway, it w- wasn't. um We were just like talking about, you know, the fact that I'm four years older than him, and like, is this, are, are we at the same place? Blah, blah, blah. And it just made me realize like how much I really have changed since graduating college and since I, you know, was 22. And, you know, they say when you're in high school, like, these are the formative years, and then they say when you're in college, these are the formative years, and now I feel like it's been, you know, four or five years since I graduated from college, and I feel like those are the formative years. So it really just goes to show you, like, you're always growing, you're always changing, and I feel so much more mature, and I'm just, like, glad to be in this place in my life.
2: Well, this got rambly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, it did. Um, Katie, you want to close us out?
2: Sure. Uh, So once again I want to give a thank you To all of our Patreon supporters We really do appreciate uh, each and every one of you For throwing us a dollar Or whatever amount that you can It helps us so much to uh, maintain our website Buy editing software uh, Gives Chase far fewer headaches It's great We appreciate you so much Thank you to Devin Mann, Ariel Alm, Brian Osborne Anna Dunlani, Ji-Ying Fua, Kyle Thompson, Michael Smith mike williams jacob verma madison roberts aaron crawford benjamin john macy avon mcmaster and micah
0: uh special for the month of may every additional dollar we get pledged in the month of may is one fewer anecdote i will tell per episode (laughs) 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 oh oh okay one last thing before we go all right
2: so The day that we are recording this episode is May the fourth, and so there's something that I must say to you. Happy Cinco de (laughs) Cuatro!
0: Happy Cinco de de Cuatro!
2: You thought I was going to say the other thing, didn't you? Yeah, I thought I was going to say that
0: Broadway,
1: (laughs) the Fourth Way, be with you thing. Yeah, no, I was trending on Facebook. That was weird.
0: I'm a huge Star Wars nerd. Like I'm the kind of person who has opinions. On C- <laughs> I'm the kind of person who has opinions on Co. Bibble, and I think that May the Fourth has gotten a little overboard. And that's why I say Happy Cinco to Quadra.
1: It's just a Hallmark marketing holiday where they sell cards. And Seriously, video if you're going to celebrate
0: Star Wars, you should do it on May 25th because that's the anniversary of the when A New Hope came out. May 25th, 1977. No yes it makes me honestly it made me really upset when they were like oh yeah star wars is the december release i'm like no you're ruining it every star wars has come out in the third week of may
1: well it's funny it was like with uh, episode eight they were gonna try and make that one a may release but then they realized if we can't make a movie in that time we got to push it back to december i opened yeah. another
2: can of
0: worms so hey that han
1: solo movie then that's gonna come out in 2018 is gonna be is gonna be in may so
0: yeah so anyway with that Thank you, everybody. Next week, we'll be reading Chapter 9, Shelob's Lair. I'm John. I'm Katie. Shelob.
1: Interesting. That's someone I thought of. Oh, yeah, I'm Chase. Shelob. Shelob. <laughs>
0: this No, this isn't peace in Hebrew.
2: <laughs> I'm out.
0: All right. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Talking Tolkien. You can find us online at TalkingTolkien.com and you can send us an email to the professor at TalkingTolkien.com. We do our best to respond to each email, so please let us know about your thoughts, theories, and themes you'd like us to discuss in the show.
2: We are also Talking Tolkien on Facebook and Twitter, and we love hearing from you. If you're not already a subscriber, you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher. We would particularly appreciate it if you would give us a rating on iTunes as it really helps us to show up in searches and reach a new audience.
1: We also have a Patreon page, where you can donate as little as $1 per month to help our podcast grow. Through your generous support, we've been able to purchase many new pieces of equipment, helping us bring you a better sounding, more professional podcast. Nothing makes us more excited than a new pledge. And we greatly appreciate all the support we've received so far.